The views expressed on this podcast belong to the Black Cinematic Universe and are not affiliated with or influenced by any other entity. It is intended for all adult audiences. We are just a few brothers trying to offer our unique perspective on topics that we all love. Those topics include movies, shows, and content related to comics, sci-fi, and pop culture, as well as anything else that may come across the radar from time to time. We have a lot to say about the world of entertainment, and we want to make you laugh along the way. Welcome to the Black Cinematic Universe. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to the Black Cinematic Universe. You have officially landed on another planet. I am JDIV, and we have the squad in the building. Detective Gordon, what's going on, man? <laughs> what's up, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> James Gordon. You're going to make that name stick. Oh, right. yeah, it's going to stick. It's going to stick. Dang, what's up, man? You ready? What's good, man? Man, John, you ready, man? You in the building? I'm in the building. Let's go live. You ready? Yep, ready. Let's do it. Yo, before we kick off, I'm jealous because Lav got like nine PS5s at the house. <laughs> like drop. And Lav over there hoarding them, man. Uh, don't put that on me. I'm glad we got new consoles, though. But I'm also, I'm a little bit happier that I actually got one. It's rough out there. Uh, I'll holler at y'all in January. <laughs> right? It's a man. Uh, I don't know if anybody's watching the hashtags and stuff on Twitter, but it's a whole lot of funny memes and tweets and posts about people striking out at Walmart and striking out at um, Target and everything else. I got lucky myself. I, I was able to get one. But live, have you even fired yours up, man? My Joan is still in the box. I ordered it um, <laughs> part of Target. So that's up. the thing. That's like my son me, actually got I one know, too. Right? <laughs> um, my son actually got one too. He fired his up. His came in two day shipping. Uh-huh. But mine doesn't come until like the twenty fifth. So I'll get it right around Thanksgiving, around the holidays. So I'll yeah. fire it up there. See, uh, I right, got right in time to be all from work. I got the in-store pickup, but I got to turn it on, man. My luck, I'm going to be real sick if I turn that thing on and smoke start coming out of it. (laughs) (laughs) I got the warranty, but I'll be stuck till 2021 waiting for my replacement. Hey, what's so cool, I saw something online. Well, actually, I turned on my PS4 last night to stream something. Uh-huh. And they have like a they have a streaming option from the PS5. Yeah, you have like a, you have a PS5 remote play your house. The PS5. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, yeah. So they they so petty that they letting people with a PS4 watch other people play PS5. Yes. No, no, well, not just no, <laughs> not, not just that, not just that. Hold up, not just that. What I mean is, let's say I'm I'm playing the PS5 out in the living room, and the wifey like, get your ass up, I want to watch my show. Yeah. I could pause my game, go turn the PS4 on, and play the PS5 on the PS4. Yes. Oh, that's oh, that's great. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's a robot remote play. Do that with two PS5s too. Yep, you can. You can do a PS5 to PS5. Because you can do it with like you can do it, you can do it with a PS4 from a PS4 to a computer. Uh, but okay. now uh, that, like okay. they've been able to do that. Like I used to the do that future. at work. Um, yeah. Well, in yeah, last yeah. case, he gonna have a PS5 in every room of his house. So yeah, he yeah basically. Notice, just like with all new technology, I know the right. Xbox was having some disc drive issues. I think Bro, the PlayStation. I it's a couple people having issues with the um, transfer, and like when you're downloading your um, games, it's getting stuck in the queue. 
and oh, you have okay. to reboot the system or um the game freezes so hopefully there'll be an update for that soon and i don't strike out with that try to fire up up spider-man and just can't right. play the jump <laughs> yo like, I'm well, say- i don't think you got to worry about it as much for playstation the update for xbox is to open the trash can hey why you playing but has anybody noticed because i noticed and i told my wife and she just didn't appreciate at all what i'm about to say but has anybody noticed that every console you always xbox is always the ones that has the first problems and it's always something where it's like major i remember when the 360 came out remember when the 360 came out and everybody was getting the ring of death for the first version drop version That, that's yeah. Microsoft. That's the way. That's the Microsoft way, man. <laughs> I think that's why everybody's so excited about trying to get PlayStations this time. Like I, and versus Xboxes, because I felt like it was a little bit more even last the last release. It was last release. Uh, yeah. I felt like people really were picking sides, but it was more equal this time. Man. I feel like everyone wants a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah I ain't gonna lie. Like I got both, and for me, it's the launch titles, like and and a lot of the PlayStation exclusives. Over the run of the PS4, were just better. Like, yeah, Xbox yes, he really did. hasn't Dang. got a lot. Come on, Jay. Come, yes, come, come, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, James. Right? Right. We already he knew did. you were going to get did. both. He said, "I got both." Yes, that's what we all did last time. We already going to get both systems, James. There is no conversation about this before we started recording. He not once anything about Xbox. No, 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 no. I got them both last time. I got the PS4 and Xbox. Last time, James yeah. has never had a, t- a point in his life where he didn't have all didn't the have content, <laughs> but I didn't even mess with the Xbox. This time. He had a Sega, a Nintendo. Uh, what was that joint that you got that they came out with? The handhelds. Oh, oh yeah. man, James I had a turbo did. graphics for a minute too. That joint was trash. It was like. It was before eBay, man. I like had to hustle and like send stamps to some dude in like China. <laughs> man, I had to hustle for that turbo graphics. So that joke was one mm. even like that. Hold on. So do you get all of the games like that they come out with this? Cause I know how you are with your content. And I, I know you you gotta have all the content. <laughs> well, most of it, like. You know, for like when I got the Xbox One, I had like the exclusive. So I got like Rome for that one. And for uh, PS4, I had um, Infamous. Okay, but so it's not, it's it's not, not just really like... Xbox. Like it's not an Xbox game now for the um, the new one that jumped out at me that I had to have or like even this upcoming. So I'm probably just going to wait and see okay. and just do PlayStation, okay. man, because I ain't even do um, use the Xbox One that much last time, man. But at least, at least you stay on character. He gonna go buy right. He gonna go buy a Series X just yeah. to just to say he just to have one because he's hey, gonna not have all one. it. All it take is one exclusive though, man. I ain't gonna lie. I'm buying that whole system like oh something crazy like Cyberpunk. Or something, man. I'd be yeah. all over it. Like, all right, Gears of War God. Five gonna drop. He gonna be first one in line. <laughs> James had a Neo Geo. Remember that? Yeah, I wish I did. <laughs> Yo, chill. Yo, live, man. What's going on with the news? All right, man. So, fellas, Wandavision put out that they got some uh, a date for us. Apparently, finally, yeah, January fifteenth seems to be the date they picked for their premiere episode. Is that y'all so, releasing before? Um. Before the uh, what's it, the Black Widow? 
Yep. Yeah. What well, I thought Black Widow was supposed to come out first. No, Black Widow comes out next month. No, Black Black Widow is supposed to come out before uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that was supposed to come before WandaVision. WandaVision. So, right. so what's coming out next back. month? Nothing. Ain't nothing coming out this year. Yeah, I nothing's coming I out this year. Sworn I saw something. That was WandaVision. That was WandaVision. WandaVision December. So Winter Soldier both. We get they eight Marvel episode. properties or projects in 2021. Eight. Mm. Yeah, four, four shows, shows and movies. four movies. Yeah. Yo, they um they filmed the first episode in front of a live audience. Yeah, yep. yeah. I heard that too. Yeah. That sounds like trash. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds interesting, nah. but at the same time, when I think about it, I'm like, ah. ah. Nah, so they going they going to have the laugh light to make people laugh? <laughs> yes. So, so, so well, I don't uh, think so. So this, this is my hunch with that, right? So they, they film in front of the live audience because this is her imagination. This is what, something that she's created. But to bring that live sound in, instead of having a fake studio audience, they probably just say, you know what, let's do it in front of an actual studio audience to give that tone. Right. And probably at some point between that episode and the next or that one, they'll snap out of it and then she'll be in a different reality. Like, I don't think that's going to continue. I just think this is, remember, you, we've seen all the previews. She'd be like, I, um, I love Lucy or something. So oh, that's yeah, probably right, you know what right. I mean. She's probably created that in her so, mind. Let me let so me ask this y'all this one man. episode. Right. I'm sorry, James. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. For this one episode, they're gonna be using the laugh light, and they're gonna be pumping in crowd noise if they don't laugh right. Because yeah, they got. I, I think they, they may they, even show the crowd though. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I think. Yeah, yeah I think I see what you're saying. Yeah, my concern yeah, is like my sounds like trash. <laughs> yeah, my concern is really that if you did that for a full episode, that the majority of that episode is going to be her in sitcom mode with Vision doing the episode with sort of a comedic angle to it. So it's going right. to be like watching a Marvel version of Roseanne right. or something like that. And or I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy, yeah. And I was just more so hoping that that would be these little segments here and there throughout episodes. Um, but if they're doing, if they went through all of this work to do that, I think it's going to be the whole episode. Oh yeah. No, they, they did an interview so, where they so said man. like, she was like, yeah, like we got to, she's like, I've always loved that time period. So we got to sit and act out in that time period. I don't even think it's that yeah. one episode. I yeah. think it's like multiple episodes. are gonna be Yeah. Like that. And I think the studio audience thing will be like that one episode. And yeah. I think it'll get into some of the Marvel stuff, but man, this is my question for y'all because for me, I was super excited for um, Winter Soldier and Falcon, but this kind of wasn't ever really on my radar. Like Black Widow, all that was getting me hyped. Like, is this something yeah. that y'all are looking forward to? Like, I'm just happy because it's content and it's something yeah. new. But this story, I, I don't know. I, I think it can be good, but it's nothing in it that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see that or see this. Wow, according to according to Live and Dane, this is about to be the segue into the music so, and everything. That's else. the only thing that I think. If I'm, if I'm being honest, I think when I think about this show and my excitement, if I really examine it, it really is because of that whole explanation of how we're going to end up getting different multiple multiple right. universes or introductions to like mutants and stuff. But in terms of the actual show, if I'm being real, I'm not really that excited. I will right. say yeah. some of the trailer stuff showing Monica Rambeau, that True. actually yeah. got me excited for Gee, some of the content. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's the only part that's getting me excited. It's kind of those connections potentially yeah. to the overall MCU. But like, 
I'm not thinking like, man, I can't wait to see Vision and Scarlet Witch. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so this that shows so, the action, unless they give us the real Scarlet Witch, which they right, kind of gave us in Avengers, but not really. You know what I mean? That's that's what my thing is. I I agree with y'all. The uh, we seem to have this overarching multiverse thing coming, and I think it's kicking off with this show. So that you know the implications for the universe. I'm, I'm with y'all on that, but. I want them to fix these two characters. Right. And yeah. and I was hoping that that's what they would do in this show. Yeah. But man, now it looks like it's going to be a couples <laughs> comedy, like a, right. you know, a, and, a, a rom-com or something. So I don't how know. disappointed are y'all going to be one, if we don't get these characters fixed, like me and Dane are hoping for it. Or two that we don't get these connections that we're hoping for. Like, I'm is not, it just going? Yeah, oh, I'm pissed. going in. If they don't, I can't. That's why <laughs> oh, I'm John is going to be happy. I'm Captain Cynicism is going to be real happy <laughs> because, because it's <laughs> I told y'all, it ain't no connection. This, so what, that's exactly what it so is. I think. I think what is very likely is that we do get the connections and the explanations, right? Or, or that's the lead in to multiverse of madness for dr strange which we know wanda is going to be in and a big part of that's probably uh, probably more likely where we get the reveal the major reveal in in the dr strange movie i think i'm just really hopeful and optimistic that we do get some explanations in this one i will say to dane's point and concern i did see an interview recently where uh olsen said that she really was surprised how far they went into changing this character and, and and elaborating on who she is. Okay. She said when she was offered the gig, Feige gave her a few comic books and said, read these comics about Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, I saw that too. And so she said that it wasn't until now with this show that she really got to see them dig into her. So I do think that they probably will attempt to fix her. I don't, is she gonna get her psycho her Sokovia accent back, or is she gonna speak? <laughs> she can, can we? Hope, hopefully, they do that, and she's not saying like, "Oh, the the emotional gravitas of the character is what I was talking <laughs> yeah, about." Yeah, You'd be like, yeah, "Ooh, right. you actor!" Nah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And so, like I said, so John, and, and, yeah, I'm gonna flip it on you. What? How excited would you be if somehow she creates um, her family, and one of them is Magneto? A father, you already know. You already know that. But that it, let the rest of the season Top is five trash. Villains all time. That happens. Are you mm. good with it? <laughs> if the rest of the season is, tra- it, it depends. Is he gonna? Is that Magneto gonna connect to the universe, or is that gonna be? He has to at that point. He has to yeah, because he because he. That's what I'm not. So that's where we defer. Like I really believe this show will be about her creating an alternate reality for herself. Right. And for vision. And that's it. And then and whatever think, else happens in the MCU has nothing to do with this. I'm going to be boosted if that happens. But I think I really I think, think John could be get, right. Yeah, I think we're going to get breadcrumbs, man. Like Lav said, we're not going to get the actual like yeah. reveal, but we're going to see hints mm-hmm. towards stuff. And all the nerd fanboys are going to be able to pause and rewind and look back and say, did you see this? That's reference to this. And this is reference to that. But it's not yeah. going to be like an actual reveal that you, you know have what they're going to gonna see. do. They're gonna do it the way they're gonna do the same thing that they do with Mandalorian. How we see characters and go, is that this? That's this. That's exactly like how we're you know, piecing all these things together. Like, like we like in at the end of the last at the end of uh episode two when everybody yeah. was like, Oh, was that Boba Fett? Like that was his armor, was that like that? I think we're gonna yeah. do the same thing with with WandaVision. Like there's gonna be to to James' point, they're gonna drop breadcrumbs and we're gonna be like, Oh, well, what about this? Well, what about like 
they're going to leave all that room for us to speculate. So honestly, I think they're just doing that so we can think for them. And that's and in line, like, that's yeah, in that's line with who Marvel has been. They are the breadcrumb factory for most films. They definitely and then are. They give you all the answers in their big um, mm-hmm. crossover films. So Infinity War, you got all the definitive answers, but you were just getting tidbits in the other films. So Yeah. Um, one of the other projects that I'm really excited about uh, was Quiet Place, right? We knew that they had a sequel. We saw the trailer for the sequel. Pandemic pushed it back a year, right? Well, apparently Paramount is set to have a new writer take a stab at directing and writing a third Quiet Place for 2022. We the haven't even seen one. the second, seen the second one, one, so it's I don't know how, how y'all feel, but <laughs> that's too soon. It's, how you going to make a third film though. and we can't even see what's going to happen in the end? Because the third one, <laughs> right. the second one may be so yeah. conclusive that well, you might be like, stop. You like, know how you I took it? That? I took it like this is going to be like the Walking Dead spinoffs, kind of like another take in the Quiet Place universe, ex, yeah. you know, instead of like an actual like streamlined sequel. You know what I mean? So gotcha. I think that they're trying to spin off and like dig deeper into this universe because so far we've only focused on one family during this time. And we kind of didn't. I don't know if we saw the overall like what happened when everything went down and stuff like that. So I think that they're going to try to expand it. And I think these movies are relatively cheap to make. You know what I mean? I was going to say that too. Yeah. So and I think we, that they had again, to, they had to beg Krasinski to do the second one. Like he wrote and direct the first one and kind of was, he didn't star in it, but I guess you could say he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that was his project that he wanted to do and that he thought yeah. it'd be over with. I don't know that he really anticipated the immense success that it had. Right. They pressured him to do a second one, which he agreed to do. But I think my man is like, all right, that's enough. And so they went out and got someone else. I believe it's because they think the second one is really good. Do yeah, we think that we're going to get an explanation for where these these monsters came from? Or did we get that in the first one and I completely missed it? I don't know. That might it's be the, what they tackle in the third one. Yeah. Well, by the, but the preview of the second one made me think that could be a prequel. No, it's a no, continuation. They, it's going to be both. It's a continuation. More, oh, it's more both. Stuff, uh, right? They're going to show scenes of how it developed. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that yeah. could show some um, of what they've learned so far, John, when you get into those explanations. Mm-hmm. And then you might get an explanation there. But then the rest of the movie is really about a continuation of the that family that he yeah, left behind. Because it's just a mom yeah. walking around with a little girl and, and right. baby. Yeah, and the baby. And then, and I might have misread it, like, but for some reason I thought with this new writer that it wasn't like a direct continuation, but it might be. I mean, if it is, it's still interesting. As long as the second one isn't trash, it, the, the previews look good. So I would be interested in having more content. But for some reason, the way that I've read it, I thought it was going to be like a expanding of the world of No, you're Quiet probably Place. right. We're could talking be. about the second one. We're talking about the second one right oh, now. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. No, nah, that, that could be a possibility too. And I, I'll say, James, I'll be less excited about it or less as interested if they just do, oh, you saw Quiet Place from that perspective, here's someone else who went through it, and this is a different take on the invasion. Like, I, I'll be less interested if they do that. So which so one you, are y'all speculating right now? The second one or the third one? The third well, one. The second the one, one. Second one definitely has the family. And, right. and see, I might take the opposite take from Loft. It just depends on how the second one goes. Like, now that Krasinski's gone, you know, I mean, you still have Emily Blunt and the, and the girl with the um, um, hearing aid and the little boy. Like, 
I think at some point I'll get tired of that family. You know what I mean? Unless <laughs> yeah. they bring in new characters. So I don't know if I'll necessarily need or want to see a third one where, you know, the girl uses her hearing aid superpower or, you know, the boy plays <laughs> with his fire truck and gets the monsters to chase him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't want to see the same family for the third one, but I think I would have wanted to see um, a continuation perhaps that progresses the story of how the, 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 the globe deals with these anim, um, aliens or whatever. So, you know, but then I, I mentioned this a couple of times before. I'm sick of aliens invading our country or our, our world. And we are caught by surprise and they basically tear us up because we don't know nothing about them. I eventually want to see some more movies where we've kind of learned a lot about them and we learned how to fight back in an interesting, cool new way. Um, but, you know, I think people do like the invasion and just seeing how, you know, they destroy all of our monuments and all of that. That's just and it's gotta that's be a balance. recycled. It's got to be a balance, too, because if, you know, it kind of takes some of the thrill away if our military comes in and just wipes these things out like they can. The perfect balance to that, I thought, was aliens. Like they gave you like the space yeah. Marines that were, um, you know, squared away and ready to fight. But it also put them in the situations where the monsters like were overwhelming them. So I think yeah. if they can get that balance, like that's the perfect middle ground for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Good point. Uh, another studio, Universal, will reportedly be releasing the next Jordan Peele horror film in July 2022. So considering we're getting Candyman pushed back to 2021, we're going to get another Jordan Peele in 2022. Um, we it? mentioned this in the last episode that that's just his his genre. Like he's just doing horror. So this was right. kind of like confirmation yeah. for me that yeah. he, I, I don't know if you want to call it typecasting, but movie. huh? Yeah, he's producing that. I don't know if he's going like yeah. actually direct it. This will probably oh, be right. one that he writes and directs. What and is it? Like us? Yet? No, yeah. we don't know yet. He ain't going to reveal it. Yeah, we don't know yet. He just I don't want no surprise. Can't lose, man. I mean, I told him I don't like surprises. It's hard to follow up. It's 2022. It's not going to be a surprise. It's so hard to follow up something like Get Out um, and and achieve that same level of success. But I was super disappointed in us. Thank you. Thank you. My man got to deliver with Candyman for me Mm -hmm. to really give him room. To be the guy that I thought he was. You think if Get Out was better Candy than Man Falls Flat? I'm, I'm get not Out was really absolutely. Get out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Bluff. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, go ahead, get him. Candy, <laughs> Get Out was absolutely better than us. What about us? Touched, came close, remotely close to touching Get Out. I mean, nothing. I'm just asking a question. <laughs> no, you said like, I you said Let me tell you something. Hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you the story about me and Jay. <laughs> this is not a wrong This is an actual story. He, his wife, and our sister came out of that movie, and they group called me on the phone to tan to me because I told them us was garbage. And they called to tell me about how great that movie was. I'm like, no, dog, that joint was trash. But I let them have it. They was in their space. You know, they just got just fresh out the movie. I was like, give it a couple weeks. Let it let it let it settle a little bit and really go back and think about. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't hate it. I probably need to see it again. But I'm one of the yeah. I'm with you, James. I didn't hate it either. But it definitely was not supposed to get out. Yeah, I I didn't hate it it because of the expectations were so high. Exactly. And that's what it I was going to say. It was execution. Okay, yeah, no, it I wasn't the that. plot. It was the execution of it. That was the issue. 
Right. Like, it had I mean, like, like the good plot. elements. Like you I like had the little it on scary the list kid. for like, one of the one of the best movies that had a horrible ending because yeah. that's where it fell apart. Yeah. Right. Oh damn, you're right. And I and I liked how it was the mirror images. Um, it was kind of weird, like that they were underground, but you know nobody knew they were there. But right, they were just they were the creepy the whole time. Um, like I said, I think Lovecraft stole a lot from that with um, Dee's little monster curse yeah. thing, like those little girls running around. Like it was scary to see that family, and it was mm-hmm. interestingly acted. Like I liked how um, my man from Black Panther, I can't remember his name, is the Winston dad. Duke? Yeah. yeah. How we were able to see him kind of like be a nerd, goofy kind of guy was that, you know, total. um, The complete opposite of what he was in Black Panther. Of what he was in Black Panther. So actually seeing that. um, But I think that there were some missing stuff for us that like plot and well-written, you know, wrapped up. Had a lot. Yeah, me and and John, we on the same page. Like, (laughs) y'all don't remember them holding hands across the world. (laughs) Right. I I do. That's what I mean. And and them having, um, you know, sort of these doppelgangers that, you know, didn't really speak well. That that was cool, right? But I thought, again, for him to have this sort of set this this tone of I'm going to speak to race and have these undercurrents of talking about racial issues through my movies, for him to take on the homelessness issue from a commercial and an organization that really tried to, you know, support homelessness and stuff like that was just like, why? Right. Where are we going with that? Like, why don't you just take on and tackle the fact that a lot of times often the black community, we can forget where we came from. And, right. you know, to have this affluent family sort of confront their old selves would have been to me a better story and plot. It would have been easier to pull off and then it would have created more conversation like Get Out did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They just missed yeah. a, a layup. In my well, it looked like they were going in that direction. Which I'm, just I'm good with. But like yeah. even like getting deeper, like I'm I, even like the surface level, like for me, like I know that especially with horror movies, they have themes and they have undercurrents. And he, he did a great job with it with Get Out. But you still just got to have a good plot and be scary on the surface. And he yeah. even kind of missed there for me. Yeah, agree. So it and then you can get into some of the subplots and um, the subtleties and undertones, you know, and messages that you have. And it's kind of like, I don't know if he rushed it because he was trying to have a follow up to um, get out or if it was just he the did. pressure. But it didn't seem as thought out. Like, you know, it's kind of like when you drop your first CD. You know, you've been working on that yeah. CD your whole right. life, whole life. Yeah. that first yeah. album. And then the, the second one, they like, yes. yeah. so hopefully he'll, it seems like he definitely has stepped away from the limelight. And I think right. he's in the lab right now making sure, because I, I know he heard us. I know he heard the critics out there. So yeah, I, I think hope so. I sometimes so. when you everybody held it and praised it, just like they did just because yeah. it was him at that point. And, yeah. and sometimes when you're more successful, you further... You're further from the streets. It's like yeah, yeah. you really not as you gotta be intentional if you really want to hear what the real people think. You gotta put yourself in positions to listen. I hope so, James. I really do hope that he's like, you know, I'ma do what I like and I'ma write and direct what I have my hand in. But I I'ma tell you why I don't think that's likely. Because if y'all remember, he did Twilight Zone as a producer mm-hmm. on CBS. He's getting project after project handed to him to oversee. Jordan Peele is also a Lovecraft producer, correct? Executive producer. So he's overseeing all of this stuff. I don't know that he's not getting 
script after script thrown at him that he has to read and decipher what's my next project going to be. I don't know that he has time to do like his thing. Oh, he probably is. And he feel Trump tight right now. Everything is winning. And he's got a production company. So I'm hoping that he's able to kind of have people because, you know, now he's in that spot where he's putting people on and putting people in positions like he had a hand in Lovecraft, but he didn't really and wasn't involved in the day to day. He just set it up and let them go cook. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and them, and them writers that, that he picked, James, they were excellent. Yeah. So even if you um, don't love Lovecraft, the writing right. and sort of the approach was really was good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So now that I, I'm, I'm hoping that it, this is his thing because again, it's 2022 and he just announced that. Man, when did when did us come out? Man, that was. 20, 20, like two years ago, 20, yeah. 2018. So that's a that's a good gap. Like either he had writer's block and he was looking for inspiration, or he had this and he's trying to you know make sure that it's good. Because I, I really think that like he got praise for us, but there was a lot of people saying that it wasn't as good as Get Out, and he was falling off. So hopefully, he takes that into consideration and makes this one better. Hopefully. Well, we'll see. And, yeah. and that was our Back to the Future review of us. <laughs> right, Because right. we did start off talking about something totally right. different. <laughs> yeah, just list, letting the listeners know, too, we we kind of uh, don't have Rob with us today. So, we, oh, yeah, uh, Rob is in you know, definitely home. missing our man. You know what I mean? But, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get into to the next subject. So, Oh, wait, before we continue, Fiddler on the Roof. There we go. <laughs> we got it out the way now, so we don't have to wait till later on in the show. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned Lovecraft, uh, but you know HBO has actually had another successful show that we liked that um, came out. I think last year that we talked quite a bit about, which was the Outsider. Um, you know, we we kind of left that series feeling like you know are they gonna do another se- season and we just weren't sure the way it ended like it certainly could go either way it could end or it could continue uh and hbo reportedly passed <laughs> on a second season of the outsider <laughs> and so uh, what we've learned this week is that they're actually shopping it to uh, uh you know other studios or other platforms to see if they might want to pick up a third season disappointed who else other than me indifferent have watched it because that's enough. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Uh, y'all go ahead and cook. Because <laughs> Love already know how it, I ain't had this conversation with James, but Love already know how I felt about it. Like it so much potential. Once again, you know, show starts out great. And you just get to these long, drawn out conversation scenes where it, we don't even need any more plot or character development. We just talking in the car for like 20 minutes and go to commercial and come back like watching the damn soap opera. And it's just like, why? Right. And, you know, and then the end, it was just like, huh? Like, ugh, it just felt, it felt like it just left something there that if I'm HBO, I'm not bringing it back either. Oh, uh, um, I was about to say, which, so what you're saying is you would have passed too. I would have passed too. And it, and, it, <laughs> and it scares me that they would shop it to somewhere because if it land on Netflix, God knows it's going to be a best. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all go ahead because that, that, that is without going back through the uh, whole entire. Well, playing playing devil's advocate, I think that that's the format for HBO, right? I think what we see, though, is that a lot of times that contributes to character development that rewards us later on. And we get four or five seasons out of great shows that are able to do that. Usually. If this goes to another network, maybe they see it as just a monster show and dumb it down. And then it gets more exciting and more entertaining. So in this respect, I'm just cool with the concept 
of a of a what do you call it a shapeshifter mm. demon or whatever it is being out there and maybe if you do make El it Cuco. more entertaining it could be yeah say it again el cuco yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah maybe maybe someone can really make it better so what i what i'm hearing from y'all is john would <laughs> like this joint better if it was a netflix show it sounded like they dragged it out too much on HBO and if Netflix took it and just got to the point John would be all about it yeah I, I, I'm not sure about that I know you're not going to admit it I know you're not going to admit it that was a good spin on it but nah, I'm not <laughs> that so would be sure admitting the Netflix show like, nah, there's, yeah. no, there's no way we're going to get him to admit <laughs> that he would prefer it on Netflix but yeah one of the great things about Outsider is it's one of the unique programs I think that really is grounded in realism, but then it introduces this supernatural aspect. I think right. sometimes those are some of the best shows or movies uh, because it brings it so close to realism, but then you see that there's this possibility of super supernatural stuff that, that exists out there. And I think to John's point though, it just did a lot of talking and too much about the real world and less about the supernatural aspects that we were so intrigued and interested in learning about. And then it just kind of ended and it's like, okay, where did this joint come from? Like, you know, right. and you just kind of got left unsatisfied. Absolutely. Good point. Definitely good point. That, that I couldn't have said it better. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious what James think because James over there quiet. That was must have been his shit. <laughs> right. So, I'm wondering that too. Y'all thing, man. For me, I'm in I'm a, I'm like in the middle, man. I, I could go either way because I always kind of saw this as a one season kind of thing, just because it was one book. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I, I think things sometimes like translate better when you read it than it does sometimes in shows. And that's kind of some of the difficulty Stephen King has. And he always has difficulty with the endings like sometimes his endings just like the story will be great the concept will be great but the way he finished it off is what people complain about all the time so that was kind of one of the issues with the outsider but I don't know why and I felt like in the novel it moved better like it did like drag at certain points and I, I just don't know if studios have to fill time you know they have to have hour-long episodes and 10 episodes or whatever but it's kind of the complaint that i have with the next netflix shows that this did the same thing like it drug on like it never really got into like the background or where it came from i think in the short stories that follow up it'll get more into that but i kind of <laughs> saw it as one season so i'm surprised that hbo was going to bring it back mm. but I'm curious to see if somebody else picks it up. And then if they do, what level of production is it going to be? This this joint probably would have done well on FX. Cause like, if you think about like yeah. how Fargo uh, character development, they do a yep, good yep. job of balancing the character development, but ushering the story along a whole lot faster. Yep. And so I think that that's where it would have um, probably would have succeeded a little bit better than what we got from HBO. Yeah. But, yeah. Without spoiling it, man, are y'all watching Fargo, man? Because it has been excellent this season, man. And and I can't remember the creator's name, but he also did Legion. Um, but he does such a good job with his character development, like having these wacky characters and being able to come up with specific dialogue for each of their quirks and having them interact with each other, man. He does such an awesome job. And shockingly, well, not shockingly, man, because I got to give him his props, man. But Chris Rock does a great job as this mob boss, um, <sighs> you know, back in the day trying to fight oppression and trying to not only be successful in um, the organized crime element, but also trying to just be successful as a black man. And with everything going on, 
I don't know if it was written before everything that came up, but it's definitely hitting the nail on the head for some of the things that we talk about. It's deliberate. Okay, it's deliberate. well, don't, don't. You saw the episode. I won't spoil it for you since you hadn't yeah. seen it, Dane. But don't, yeah, don't, don't. I talk about it so much, I want to go watch it now. So don't tell yeah, me too right? much. It's, it's deliberate, <laughs> but I will. I, I agree with everything except I'll put just a little will back on on Chris Rock. Rock. <laughs> so th- th- here, this is what, how I would describe it. Chris Rock is actually doing a good enough job for me to forget that he's Chris Rock, which means exactly. that's damn good exactly. for Chris oh, Rock, wow. right? Yeah. Oh, wow. he's but, not, not, but he's not convincing me that he's really giving the the, the emotional side of the character he's playing yeah. the justice yeah. that it that it deserves. Is, is, is Chris Rock, is he the central story arc? No, nah, Fargo's never like that. It's all oh, okay. like five different characters. They're all okay. anti-heroes, anti-villains, everybody. Everybody's doing some dirt in yeah. so so Fargo. That's what so makes it's it kind of so like great. Ozark, except with black people. Correct. Well, yeah. this episode is not every season. Like yeah. This season, excuse me. Yeah. But, um, and I'm okay. telling you, we should review it, man. Okay. It'd be a good BCU watch because um, it, it not only touches on um, some of the, the, the difficulties that blacks have as a minority but it also focuses that we're just the most recent one so it goes through the irish and the italians and everybody that came before us that started at the bottom did things like organized crime to kind of get a foothold in america and then transition into assimilating into the overall like country and this is kind of like some of the difficulties that chris rock is having now being the most recent being, you know, we're still going through it as blacks. I mean, I, I guess um, Hispanics are, are stepping in and, and also as immigrants coming into the country and having some of those fights trying to get the American dream. But that's kind of what it's about. And then you mix in all these weird characters that have these different ticks and nuances. And it's, A you know, it's funny. and five diagnoses. Yeah. And it's, you find, yourself, <laughs> you find yourself laughing at the craziest stuff, man. Yeah. You know, I don't know how Fargo does that, but you'll laugh at something that's straight up violent and psychotic. And you like, you know, somehow find a way to, to make that humorous. Man, James, I got I got a question for you. And, and John John brought it up before, but I don't think you heard him when he asked you. <laughs> when do you sleep, bro? Because <laughs> you was talking about reading the book for the outsiders and yeah. knowing all of that. Every Dang. every time we bring up something that's from a book, you've read the book. Yeah, Dang. <laughs> when, when HBO introduces a new series, I call James before it comes out. James, you read this book? He'd be like, yeah, of course. I did. Of course. <laughs> of course I, did. Uh, I don't want to spoil man. it. I mean, we're going to count. I, I'm, that you could play a drinking game with James. Right. <laughs> you got to drink every time he say, I don't want to spoil it. Because he already, right. already seen it. He already read it. Right. I mean, you. I, I, this is going to sound like I'm I'm joking, but I'm I'm sort of being serious. Like, you, you're the youngest looking member of the group, even though Jay is the youngest. You know, Sorry, you, Jay. You, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't never sleep. Like you, you always Man. in that dark room when we record. <laughs> y'all, y'all ever wonder if James is a vampire? <laughs> hey, you playing? James been alive what? for 137 years. Yeah, right. What it is is I don't drink, man. So uh, while everybody oh, else like, at, at the bar and party, man, I'm at home watching Fargo and playing Miles Morales. <laughs> we gonna start seeing them pictures Reading of books. James like Pharrell, like that, <laughs> yeah. that 1571 picture of Pharrell yeah, as an Indian, man. a Native American. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. James I, I is definitely... a brainiac too. He like, I think he just plugs content into his arms and yeah, I, I, rem- hey, I remember you said he got that, that memory. I got, hey, I got one of those memories too. But I drink, so mine ain't as good as his. But y'all <laughs> joke, man. But I definitely, I, I, I gotta make like schedules. Like, man, 
when can I read this? I ain't got time to read, but I can watch this show. Got time for comics. <laughs> Try to catch up on the news. I, I, I feel you on that. I, I need to schedule my stuff better too because I'll be you never behind schedule. for anything, man. Hey, look, you look at James' schedule. That joint says comics, movies, solving actual crimes in real life, comics, <laughs> movies, training, <laughs> training for fighting. Right? Hey, hey, I'm also, you training, like a, a yes. brown belt jujitsu too. Like, when you training? Like, when the right. Fuck? He read oh, while he trained. Hey, just, just, just in case y'all didn't realize, James is the most interesting man in the BCU. He really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, don't don't get that. it twisted. He 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 has a he's a very accomplished professional. He he does have a job, so it's not like he's at home. Yeah, I ain't right. uh, that's, Tommy that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. Hey, he Tommy. probably worked more hours a week than all of us combined. So yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, this was a rough. Don't week. sleep. But what? I don't know if I'm the most interested, man. We got a member missing. Baby oil oh, broccoli yeah. oh, ain't yeah. in the house. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I know up. Rob <laughs> definitely <laughs> lives the most interesting life. Right? <laughs> he, does. he does. Yo, but real talk, like, y'all wonder why James can do all of this? Because y'all don't realize James has actually, if you notice, James hadn't really been chiming in every time we have a time travel discussion. Because James actually <laughs> stops time to read all of these books and everything. So while we think time is continuing, James is like, at like 6 30 6 45 yeah he stops time does everything he needs right. to do and then he <laughs> resumes and keeps going he resumes it yeah oh, oh, well, i wish james would stop this damn movie getting made apparently <laughs> universal is actually Beaches. rebooting the scorpion king with the rock <laughs> returning to Yo, i wasn't i wasn't <laughs> i knew it but i'm, I'm looking at the run sheet i knew it but i just couldn't Oh man, that was a good one. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. This the Rock picks the worst projects, and for this to be like you can, I guess, like a passion project for him. This was my first movie. I'm gonna bring it back, but why? It was a spinoff to a franchise that died. Why? Yeah, I just I don't know, man. And and it didn't. I don't know. It doesn't even resonate. Like who? Who is like, like, man? It. I really we didn't really, ask for it in the first. Nobody, yeah, right. Nobody like who's sitting around needing a Scorpion King like reboot or yeah. sequel or anything Nobody. involved with it? Mm. I mean, Same this is my problem, I, I, and it's sort of what James was saying. I think it's weird because we don't really kill the Rock for it, and maybe it's because he just doesn't really necessarily like his flops and stuff. Don't he's like bulletproof. Like they don't hurt. Yeah. Him. Nah. But. Yep. I mean, anybody else who put out flops or bad movies, bad projects, even like musicians, there's sort of a price to pay, a consequence. With The Rock, he just doesn't have that. So he just does whatever probably pays the most. I, I really don't think he cares about some of this stuff. Some of this stuff he can't care about. Right. He can't. He's just like, oh, y'all got the price? Cool. I, I'm open. My schedule's open. I'll do it. Yeah. He's shooting a film right now. I guess he did that right after he did Shazam. I was like, The Rock be working. I yeah, will give him credit. Right, he right. stays working. But some of this stuff he need to chill on. I think he should take more time to pick projects that are actually going to really contribute to a legacy, so to speak. Well, I think that's the I think that's the reason why The Rock is bulletproof. Because The Rock because The Rock is not an actor. Like The Rock is just somebody that people like seeing, and he's he's talented. He's so, the last. I think he's that's the last. Is. We the like rock him. Is, 
The Rock is the last action hero. Yes, we discussed he is. that last week. That's what it is. And yes. But even like Schwarzenegger wouldn't have survived like some of these back to back terrible but Schwarzenegger movies. Schwarzenegger doesn't I have think the what he does is the Rock has. Is, yes, is the does. Rock drops so much content, he don't give you a chance to remember like how bad his movie yeah. was. Like, mm-hmm. so if he drops something that's like a mediocre hit or, you know, sometimes this stuff, like what was the little earthquake movie or whatever, it'll be a hit, but it's not that memorable. Was a hit. It'll yeah. sell. Yeah, right. Yeah. It'll be a hit. I, I didn't know what they did. His but flop, it don't, it, it don't give you a chance. Money because he built up millions of fans before he ever made his yeah. first yeah. But he I don't said. give you a chance in that, in that wrestling ring. He don't yes. give you a chance to sit back and say like, "Dad, that movie was terrible." Because by yes, the time um, you, by the time it settles, another movie's coming out. So, that's, he, so that's let me true. let me movie, just man. let me that's just true, argue he, against what you he, just said, Dane. So did John Cena, right? <laughs> and I I do think what y'all are saying is true though. Like The Rock is unique in a number of ways, but I think it really does hinge back on he's one of those few people that everyone loves. Yeah, we yes. have not found any reason to not like not The like Rock, him, so yeah. we just support him. And whatever he does, and when he does a bad project, there's another one coming out. So we right. just ignore it and forget about it exactly. and look at what's next. I wish he would support us and actually do some good <laughs> movies, man. <'cause laughs> it's like a waste of such a charismatic actor and character. And like you said, he's the last action movie um, hero out there or actor. I wish that he would invest more in reading some of these scripts because I know it's some good scripts <laughs> that he could Gotta um, be. get. And that, that would love to have The Rock as the um, leading actor, or even if he was like a supporting actor. You know what I mean? He don't got to yeah, be. But the thing is, The Rock is always is, working. That's just saying, y'all, y'all hit it. Y'all said the last action hero. And I think there's no space for this big, bulking muscle guy anymore. Like, well, studios right. don't need that because everything that's that is CGI. And everything but, else is, you know, only as big. As, but they're doing like, it. Like, like they're putting out yeah. these movies. Like, but why not just make them they're good? Just not good movies. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, so the, all of the movies that all of the movies that John Cena gets, all of the movies that the man, my man that plays Drax gets. Yeah, they, they oh, all John, Dave Bucky got an issue. No, I'm just saying there are there are movies that can be done. Like any of those movies, The Rock could do probably better than them. The Rock would have been a dope. Uh, I don't know about that. That that joint with um the the guy that plays his Drac. Help me out, uh, Batista. Yeah. Dave Batista. Batista. Dave Batista. The one he did where he's driving around with the Uber driver. That joint yeah. is hilarious. Oh, I'm it gonna, is. I, I think oh, I'm on, yes. I haven't seen it. They well, did Rock, a damn good job. Yeah, Rock that. does those Rock probably could have been better. Right. And, and I would, my man would be okay with those. Shout out for about it. But I would be okay with those. And you can't tell me that like there isn't a total recall or a predator or something out there that the rock could be in that would take him in the same vein like it don't have to be super well acted Mm -hmm. i think that there are good scripts out there that studios would invest in um behind the rock or the rock can produce like he he is his one man like production company and i think he just well we see what he he picks he just likes these type of movies like for him Uh, scorpion king is good for him (laughs) i can't remember what that jump was called avalanche or whatever is like a good movie i would prefer him went back to wrestling (laughs) yeah but he did that too though (laughs) i'd prefer him do it again (laughs) he did that too like but uh, we ain't even really seen him like be like a a special forces kind of like you know i don't know That's like the, i just see him doing that schwarzenegger thing and maybe he wants to avoid that maybe he doesn't yeah, want to be labeled i, as the, I do think i do think he does campy. avoid schwarzenegger's label in a lot, yeah. lot of ways trying to do anything he did but i'm gonna tell you what mm-hmm. else i think the rock is conscious of which i think we probably should appreciate 
at one point, Will Smith was recognizing that he was getting all of these opportunities and he really went to school on his acting. And then that's when he went and did six degrees of separation, you know, and really pushed himself. And and it started actually on the set of The Fresh Prince. James Avery, mm-hmm. who was like a thespian, would right. talk to him about, you know, this is your craft now. You got yeah. to learn how to act. Now, I think The Rock probably knows I ain't never done none of that. And I'm not in a position to just start now. I'm just going to keep going to what I'm good at. That's my niche. And it's doing well for me. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I think what we're asking for would ask The Rock to be able to carry a film and then be good at doing that by being able to act through the movie with intense emotion that we believe. And I know he's like, yeah, I can't do that. But I can do anger. I can do funny. But I can't do like... You know, emotion where I lost my wife yeah. and all this other stuff, and I'm, yeah. you know, about to but, cry and pulling all these scenes like Denzel and those guys. Yeah. So. But um, I guess uh, Stallone did a little bit, but like Schwarzenegger didn't. You know what I mean? And he was one of the biggest action. You know, every once in a while he would definitely do comedy, and The Rock can do that. But like, I never Schwarzenegger never made me want to like cry or drop a tear. Like, man, that was so heartbreaking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's action. So The Rock. There is a vein that he can be in. I just think that he don't really want to be in it. Like he wants yeah. to do his own thing. If you said that like Schwarzenegger it. had a prime of 10 years, he probably yeah. did one film every year for those 10 years. And to your point, James, I think those, those were a mix of the comedy ones, like Twins and stuff like right. that. Yeah, yeah. And then, Even you know, you had your, and, Yeah, True Lies and, and Commando. But I think that was it. I think The Rock is putting like two movies out a year. Right. And he's probably had a longer prime at this point where he's been doing that. But we'll see. Yeah, I just wish he, wish he would mix in a good one. Just one or two. Yeah, Scorpion. <laughs> you got 15 you movies. Just give me two two good ones. <laughs> he said he over 15, James. Dang, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fast and Furious don't count, man. Them is whack, too. Yep. Two Which movies? ones don't count? It's 19 of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One every two. Yeah, two switching gears two. to TV. Looks like Donald Gulliver has told us through a tweet that his seasons three and four of Atlanta are going to be some of the best TV ever made. And he actually compared it to Sopranos and said that that's the only thing he could think of that even comes close. I'm hype about that because that's my show, man. Love yeah. it. How y'all I feel? like the confidence too. Hold but, on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let John get in on this, please. Yeah, because <laughs> please let John get in. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just get curious. Get in the booth, get in the phone. No, no, booth, no, 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 no. Hold on, booth, hold on, hold on, hold on. I love Atlanta. All right, that's not it. I'm just curious about the comparison to Sopranos and why. Like, why did he choose that to make the, the comparison? I, I guess the that's the, he Thanks, probably think that. I think he thinks that's the best show, show that ever came out. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, and and again, man, I, f- I feel like y'all just got on me for this, but <laughs> I recently almost as bad. Yeah, I read the book, <laughs> but nah, I recently uh, rewatched Atlanta and The Sopranos, so um, I'm hoping that Atlanta is. Whoa, whoa, time whoa, out! Whoa, time out! Time out! You got time Last to rewatch night? stuff? <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah you Wait, find time? So hold on so your schedule time so your schedule got a rewatch time, segment man. you got yeah yeah 
<laughs> See, I knew I was setting myself up, but I wanted yeah. to make this point. Like, watching the, the Sopranos the second time, like, there is so much comedy in it, and some of those characters are so over the top, and there's so much, like, subtlety in it that you don't realize, but at least when I saw it the first time, because I saw it so many years ago, that I didn't realize all the comedic aspects in it of, like, you know, Paulie and um, Christopher, and, like, because there were so many serious situations. I just have a feeling that he's going to be getting into that. Um, especially with um, um, Paperboy, Paperboy, Paper yeah, Boy because and, that's yeah. what Paperboy was good at, and that's what made him so funny. Is like he hates being famous, like he right. just wants to get money, and he hates all the accolades. But, what was interesting with. about the first two seasons? The first season was like a continuous show, yeah, yeah. whereas the second, the second one was anthology, one was, yeah. right? Yeah. I, and that that that's what scares me because if right. it's if these two seasons are going to be like the first season, I'm all in. Yeah. If they're gonna be more like the second season, yeah, it was cool, but it wasn't great to me. Right. right. Well, yeah. it's the same, like, my... the same vein that we look, look, think about Lovecraft. Like the writing yeah. is excellent. Like the the messages and what they're trying to convey right. in the second season are still great, but it just didn't have the same connection like the first season, and it completely changed up. And it was like, why did you go from this to this? Like, why did your yeah. whole design change and, and the yeah. whole formula? And it was kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, for Donald all the success, we so never really heard Donald talk about that show that much. Mm-hmm. Like, we never saw him do interviews and explain this stuff yeah. to us. We just took what we got. And I, <laughs> I definitely had the same questions as y'all. Like, why did he just shift the format in the second right. season? But I really enjoyed the second season, especially right. like the Michael Jackson episode. Yeah, like, yeah. The, uh, the transracial man. episode. I mean, the I laughed man. harder <laughs> at, at that translation ra- racial episode, man. That was some <laughs> of the funniest stuff I ever seen. It really was. Like the whole joint was unless Donald Glover is good enough to <laughs> shut up. I know. <laughs> Shut up. JB Paul's like, you have you me. Like, you you hey, I'm about to gather your thought while we talking. <laughs> I can't because so I have to listen to what y'all are saying. I can't do that. You know, he got ADD. He got six thoughts in his head. Nah, so he I think he. Like, I, I think Rob got ADD and he got ADHD. I definitely don't worry about it, man. They they just bad people, man. They laugh at Rob and his condition. They laughing at your condition, man. Not me. <laughs> not me <laughs> okay he be setting that joint up like he about to say right. something so poignant and then he be like kind of like what Rob kind of like what James no, Rob what I was saying. <laughs> no what I was saying was unless he figured out a way to tie the the way the first season was to the way the second season was and kind of give us both of those in season three and four, then like, which I don't know. Donald Glover's a talented dude. He's a, he's a brilliant dude. He might hard. be able to do it. It shouldn't be that hard. You could do the second season and then just work in uh, like the Michael Jackson ish character in one episode where you're still following the storyline. And then you get, you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. But y'all hate that, man. I don't. I don't mind like little as long as they get back to the overall story. Like I don't mind like little detours into like but random I, one-off episodes. But I just don't want it to get like where that's the thing. You know what I mean? I don't like, hate mm-hmm. it. I don't hate it. But I feel like the second season that was the thing. It was. I don't feel like because was. if you look, even look at the storyline with his relationship with his baby's mother in the first season, 
it seemed like it was going somewhere by the end right. of the season. Mm-hmm. He went to that party with her. Yeah. They messed with each other again. It seemed like it was going somewhere. In the second season, nothing. Except for yeah. them going to that little uh her the town she grew up in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, there was nothing oh, about their yeah. relationship. So it huh. just it, it just a lot of the storyline from the first season sort of fell flat in the second season it, to me. You know what? It, it was, was an interesting storyline in the first season and we want more of that. We want to know what's going on with the characters and you know what's happening. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just, we got invested wow. in season 1 and then we just yeah. got turned all around mixed up in season 2. It's right. funny cuz everybody on that show that are the main characters, they all blew up. Yeah. And I don't know if he got to them early or what, but it all sort of coincided with this show and then we just get this big hiatus and then like that was what I was saying earlier nobody's asking Donald Glover, what's up with Atlanta? It's like, he got busy. Zazie got busy. I forgot the, the paperboy's name. Brian Tahiri. He doing every film out mm-hmm. there. He going to be in Eternals. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just so many. Yeah, they all doing that thing. Lakeith. He cooking. Lakeith is Lakeith, yeah. Uh, he cooking. <laughs> oh, they pro- I wouldn't be surprised if they shot both seasons back to back. Um, they probably just had to. get it out I the way. I'm they, sure yeah, I think schedules, that's what they're doing. Yeah, I'm sure their schedules can't find enough space for, no. for them to keep doing not that. To spread that out. almost certain and their contracts probably not giving them the same money of, and that the, they was getting outside yeah and the fans can't keep waiting two years for every season yeah yeah although like that is the, the i mean CDs, but like, that's the on. reason aaron Ragouda stopped doing boondocks hmm. it's the yeah, same but that's, an, that's animation though that's a little more but he but he was still writing he was still creating and he was just like i i don't feel like i can keep up with how popular the show got and still keep with everything that the network wants and all of that. And then Pop yeah, and, sure and then Granddad dies takes, and we never get another one. I'm sure animation takes way longer to develop. Yeah. Uh, maybe not nowadays with you know all the digital creation. But I, I would still suspect you could shoot a movie in like two months. Yeah. So. Yeah, and even with Boondocks, like with Aaron Magruder, and now you even see like having those hiatuses, I think helps these creatives because I think when you're just stuck in that you know constant grind, yeah. it hurts your creativity. So yeah. I think that it's not surprising that he had a hiatus, and now he's feeling like right. he's the best. And even getting back to Peel, and even with Magruder, like Boondocks is coming back because it gives you time to like recharge yeah. and come back with something creative. You know, mm-hmm. trust, trust, and believe. Writer's block is real. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely real. Yeah, um, but just, you know, keeping in along with this black sitcom, you know, greatness brings us to Fresh Prince. Will Smith actually put out a reunion uh, show that he put together for, what is it, the 30th anniversary? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 30th, 30th anniversary. Yeah, 30th anniversary. yeah we, we, we got the trailer this week, uh, just giving us a look at what that reunion is going to look like. Uh, very exciting for people that like myself who grew up on the Fresh Prince. Uh, how about y'all? This I'm excited. I'm all the way here for Dark Skin Anvil. I'm ready. <laughs> that I think that was the best part to see that she actually going to be a part of it. Yeah, too. that was a that was a dope reveal at the end of the trailer. Yeah. Now the only thing is, yeah. it would it sucks that that James is dead. Yeah, like, yeah. It sucks because you know, know just yeah. the amount of insight and the amount of his perspective. Of what everything looked like as the matriarch of that show, patriarch. He's the patriarch. That's what I said. Patriarch. That's what I said. That's what you heard. That's what you heard. You called him Rob. As, as excuse me, as the patriarch of that show, like it was just 
you know, all of them, because I've watched interviews from them. I'm sure we all have over the years, at least one from one of those characters. And they all talk about just how much of a pillar he was to them, like in that role. They were like, he played, yeah, he played their father on TV, but it seems like he kind of took all of them under his wing as like a father figure. So, I mean, it sucks that we can't get his perspective. Although I will say Ty still look good. Ty is still gorgeous. She yeah. been. I mean, if you've seen some of the other stuff she popped up in, that ain't never changed. So. I mean, I understand that. Ashley but I'm just Banks, saying. man. <laughs> she didn't <laughs> age at all. At all. Like, nah. At all. She was the. She was. I mean, I mean she was the for baby, our age. But... For, for our age group, we were her age back then. So yep. I don't want nobody to, to take this to sound weird, but back even back then, she was always the prettiest girl in our age group on TV. So yeah, yeah I'm not surprised at all about that. Yep. Yeah, man, yeah, I've seen definitely. her in real life, man, at uh, B. Smith's for Mother's Day. She was there oh, with wow. her mother. I was like, oh. <laughs> Should have hollered at her, man. You got to shoot your shot immediately on that. Out. I'll be slipping. But yeah, but, uh, and that was, I, I didn't want to bother her, man, but I was like, dang, would have liked to get a selfie on that one. <laughs> right. I've never I'd seen, you know, it's funny. I've seen so many celebrities that, you know, Maybe I admire our fans of, but they've they've always been athletes or like men. I very rarely run into celebrities that are like women. I definitely ain't run into none of my crushes. You, you know, went to from, school with one. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> but this is the thing, Who's she was that? normal Who then, was regular Who? person. She well, no, wasn't no. celebrity Who? then. So Who, I haven't Maya? run into her after that since she's right. been a celebrity. You talking about Maya? Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. But the Man, thing about and, the Fresh Prince, though, he is, said that all smooth, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was nothing back then. <laughs> Put my business. Well, looky, here. looky. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about this whole Fresh Prince sort of reunion is that it really makes me sort of say that I, we need this for every great show. There are yeah. so many stories and so much stuff that goes into what these people went through shooting these iconic shows. I would love to see a series of these sort of reunions or documentaries mm-hmm. that just capture what were yeah. the inside things, what challenges did they face? You know, the fact that they had to switch on Vivs. They ain't right. tell us at that time they was doing that. <laughs> right. yeah. Now and we gonna find out. Five like, years I think two months. I, w- I wonder what else we would learn about Married with Children or you know, some other iconic shows. Yeah. That or was. even Martin, man. Like, there's so much drama oh, yeah. in Martin that we just don't <sighs> yeah. really know don't what happened. The same uh, I don't know. They, they aired Martin It was like pre-COVID on yeah, that They did air Martin out, though. They <laughs> yeah. Martin, Martin went to my high school, too. Not, not when I was there, but just just Anyway, <laughs> so let's move forward. <laughs> no, but t- timing-wise, I do want to say this. I think timing-wise, is this intentional? Like, is the, re- is the recording of the new show getting ready to start up? The, I don't the think it's intentional because Julie, the one when Julian is uh producing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't know that it is since it's a 30 year. Um I I think both news dropped about them possibly doing both the new show and the reunion thing this summer. So yeah. it's possible, but I mean it, it coincides with 30 years. So I don't and know if it's what happened with the whole mansion being retrofitted that joint is used like an airbnb or something now yeah <laughs> but i think that helped also yeah, possibly it make it a little yeah. bit more convenient yeah. Yeah. but we can't forget this pandemic is an opportunity every time there's a challenge like this there's an old saying that it creates an opportunity 
Will yeah. was probably someone smart enough to say, I can't shoot these movies or whatever that I had lined up. What can I do? Mm. And for a lot of people who need something to do, little intimate settings like this with four or five people doing documentaries and stuff, I'm pretty sure during this time, if you were quick enough to think of it, it might have been an opportunity to, to do something really dope like this. And mm. maybe we just didn't see enough people doing it, but maybe that's also why it just, it all fell together. Right. But he wasn't as busy, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> that actually gives us a really good, and we're kind of already halfway in there. We got one foot in there already, but that gives <laughs> us a good topic for over under. And the topic is what is the most overrated or underrated old school black sitcom or drama? And I'm going to go first so don't nobody stay my answer. And I'm going to say <laughs> oh, Martin. got me. And I'm going to say Is that overrated or underrated? Be careful. That don't count. Martin can neither be over or underrated because it was already great. So I don't even know how that made the list. He can say it's overrated. He can say it's overrated. He better he not can. a Wilbur movie. He could, but he can't. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying about Martin? Are you yeah, saying it's underrated saying? or overrated? I'm gonna say it's underrated. Oh, okay, now, I would say. How because, is Martin actually, underrated? Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. That's why. No, no, no. I don't even want to hear this explanation. I know where you was going. Underrated. I'll go ahead, Julian. Go ahead. I think I might. Let me ask a question for Jew. The ADD kicked in. He forgot the question. He was like, "That's the greatest." No, listen. I'm gonna say because I'm gonna say this. Because I say, for me, for my overrated, I say Family Matters. Well, I Family obviously. Matters was overrated. But for underrated, I said, I said, because Martin was my first answer. And the reason I said that is because, like, if you watched Martin that back then, then you knew it was great. But it's crazy. And I guess it's just because I'm younger than y'all. But I've run yeah, into people my age who didn't watch Martin and didn't realize how good it was. And then they go back and watch it and go, oh yeah, Martin was dope. It's like, but Martin was dope in the nineties. But so that's what I'm saying. Like, I know people my age, cause think about it, I'm five years younger than y'all. I know people my age that didn't watch Martin, that <laughs> didn't think it was that good. That means nothing. You ain't listening <laughs> yeah. to Reasonable Doubt and all these other great al uh, albums. That don't mean they was underrated. They just was yeah. before your you time. Just, you but, were just but, four. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought about it like this, though. To, to help Julian out, I thought about it like this, just in the overall context, man. Like in the Black community, Martin is the best thing smoking. But I always was frustrated in that comparison because remember, Martin and Seinfeld was on at the same time. Yeah. And it's still like, you still hear people talk about Seinfeld. It Seinfeld is wasn't one even that greatest. funny. It, it, Seinfeld yeah, it was, is funny. But, like, I, I, I yeah. love Seinfeld too, but I feel like Martin should be up there as well. And it never seems to get that same sort of accolade from the general overall from white people. Population. Let's just say it. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, and that's probably, white people probably, probably what the explanation yeah. is. Too. In, terms of, <laughs> in terms of relative success, Martin and a lot, and this goes for a lot of black shows back in, you know, sort of in older times, there was going to be a discrepancy and, you know, how success was sort of manifest. I'm sure right. Martin wasn't going to rake in 20 million per episode. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even though thing, it could have essentially had the same numbers, sometimes there were black shows that exceeded. Red Fox went through that issue with Sanford and Sanford Son, was the number right. one show on where he was having the number one show. But his cast and even himself were not remotely paid anywhere near the same right. as some of their white counterparts sure. who had other shows at number one. So to y'all point, underrated might actually be 
Fair. So here's the thing. No, no, no. Y'all do this to me. Everybody stop. This is the thing. Y'all do this to me every time. Y'all do this to me every time. Every time I say something, y'all jump on No, Dave, shut up. Listen. You be talking about stuff that was rated adequately or highly rated, but because you were five when it happened, you don't know. Y'all did all this. Y'all did all this. So this is my thing. This is my thing, though. We, I, when I looked at this, I, I wasn't comparing it to every show alive. I'm just thinking as far as black shows, mm-hmm. overrated and underrated. Martin oh. is well, globally recognized that's as the top, then. as one of the top five shows. See, see, more, Dan, top five black the shows. got you in your box. You got to get outside <laughs> that box but, and escape. I, so, so if you say, yeah, it should have made as much money or been as popular as Seinfeld. Okay, I can, or, or Friends. Okay, I get I get that. Living Single should have been as popular as Friends. More popular. Right. But, but, but I don't know that I had Living Single on my underrated list. So, because black, if you look in the black community, we love living single we right, adore right. martin like right. that's like saying cosby show was underrated in the black community yeah. for black shows it wasn't right. like there's no yeah. way that's the number one black but show see, of all time yeah <laughs> and see i kind of feel like cosby gets those accolades like yeah, it did. bill cosby's show. the only he one did. that really got and that because it showed in my family that did not yeah. match and what it, they expected of us yeah but in my mind i feel like martin should get those same accolades it's kind of like when it eventually got it and i thought that it would um, I thought Martin would do the same thing at some point, but it's kind of like The Wire. When The Wire was out, it wasn't getting the love that it should have, yeah. like Sopranos and everything else got. Like now, you hear people talking about it being yeah. one of the greatest shows. Maybe made. Yeah, but, and jump, I felt I'm that way about that. Martin. Just I, man, I can still turn on an episode of Martin and I'm a, still I'm cry. Like, yeah. but did did Martin's yeah. issues, you Potentially. know, outside I, of the show and even. He said, through the show. No. Did that kind of kill no, that, that, no, so no. that was at the tail end. That was at the tail end. That ain't I'm going to jump out there. Rewatchability. Fresh Prince of Bel Air rewatch is much better than Martin. Oh, uh, that's relative. Fresh Prince of Bel Air talks about issues and has emotional yeah. stuff in it. And Martin is just silly, goofy. Jokes. Like, so, so it's, it's, I laugh, but for it's the listening not. audience, Dane prefers lyrics. If it don't, if it don't <laughs> touch my soul, I can't so, listen to it. So, so that there you go. It, right, it, right. it goes in line. With is just I'm not mad at hitting beats. <laughs> if it don't so, touch it, if it don't touch my soul, I can't listen to it. If yes. it don't touch my heart, I ain't gonna. I don't watch it that much. So, yeah. Dane, you a Drake fan? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like rappers. I don't like rappers that sing too much. But it can go either way, man. For me, like like I I love Fresh Prince and Martin. Like I think they both got great rewatchability. And and to a certain point, man, I think like Fresh Prince is getting those props that like I don't think Martin gets per se. There's there's a reason. Just now, because look at Will Smith. Yeah. Right. Just like the same conversation you had about The Rock. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody loves him. So yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not even a villain in his own marriage. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, you right. You look up and down the board. How many times can you say that? (laughs) Right. But I mean, when you look back to like for Martin, like how many times have y'all watched the episode of Martin? And you see it in Fresh Prince too, man. And that's why I still my hat goes off, man, because I really think Eddie was one of the pioneers for this. But how many times do you look and see? Up and coming comedians and episodes of Martin, or up and coming actors and actresses. That joint is like the Black Prince. 
everybody yeah, was like, like man, everybody was in this and kind of got their <laughs> um, step up and got their chance to back. Go, go back. And, and some of that 24. was Quincy Jones for um, Fresh Prince. But yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man, you would see faces and be like, that was one of the things I was super jealous of when it came to Will, man. Like, I think it was in his contract that he had to have like the up and coming, the like baddest. Um, cute girl. Yeah. Like, he mm-hmm. had yep. every hot girl at the time like that would be his girlfriend and it might just be an episode yep. one a one-off but yep. he always uh had them in the show yeah. man and they was always banging he like he ain't all, have one ugly girlfriend girls so yep. do we have another do we have another and, and i wanted to say to J, J, uh, james his original response to support of julian if not for controlling for the fact that we understand institutional racism and all of that stuff it cannot be on an over underrated list now if you Thank take you. that into account jay yes you, you you've made your point so do we do we have any other do we have any other ones because i i had a hard time with this i i had yeah, one for overrated what's that I, and i'm i'm gonna be candid and transparent i loved this show at the time but just in retrospect and looking at it i thought different strokes was overrated Oh, whew, I thought she was about to say a different one with different in it. He's going to say a different oh, one. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to come visit you if you said a different one. All right, so, so that's, that's, that's funny, Dane, because that's actually my most underrated. That's, I, I had I, actually I wasn't both gonna, of those. I wasn't going to put A Different World on my list because I'm biased. That's my favorite show of all time. Yeah. So, I'm, But I'm glad to hear you put it as underrated. I yeah, appreciate I did. it. I, I think it's definitely one of the more underrated. I think it falls within the shadow of the Cosby show. And the yes. Cosby show gets yeah. all the glamour, all the credit, all the right. glitch. But I felt like Different World was just, I'm not going to say as good. But I think you, what it had a lot of the same production. and. It did. Mm-hmm. And Marcy, so it spoke, it spoke to me because it was like younger and hipper too. Like yeah. the Cosby and, showed like, and, you know, what it was like to, to be a professional, you know what I mean? But um, it also black. got into the black issues that the Cosby right, show yes. wasn't going to necessarily touch. Because yes. yeah. it was younger issues, it was, but it showed yeah, what it was like to be a black teenager yes. or a black college kid you know what yeah. i mean and and what the difficulties and, and the what impact it was like on, in hbcu and and the yeah. impact on the black community because if there's if there is a show hbcus went up dramatically while that show yeah. was on tv if if there is a show that could have a similar impact that the cosby show had to, in this day and age i think it would be one that models after the different world yeah um you know i just think it'd be important to show the youth sort of and just looking at our youth and looking at how they're influenced by music in particular, there's no balance anymore. And I think something like that would be awesome to see. So you say but that with, now they do have a show. It is called it's Grownish. Not, it's not as good as a different no, world. It's not, Don't but that's that. the, but, but that's, that. I didn't say it was, but he said that they, he said that it would have to be something similar. But and it's not. It's it yeah. only the only thing similar about that show, and I watch that show, so I don't want to bash it too much. And I guess maybe we should all go out on a limb and say we generally have watched all of the shows we're discussing and probably yeah. enjoyed most, if not all of them. Mm-hmm. But I will say that show revolves around one girl's right. interactions with people right. in college. It does not deal with black issues. I it guess you're right. That's the difference. Yeah, it's not. It's not the same. It's not like because like different, world. different, a different world kind of started off as one person's point of view, and then but they even got rid then, of her. And they, then they got yes, rid of her. And then they got and rid of her a better because, show. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Once <laughs> she once she was gone, then yeah, it's true. Whatever. Yeah, but uh <laughs> different different strokes was to me it perpetuated a lot of stereotypes, the white savior. Um, but then it also had a lot of buffoonery yes. that they made yeah. the character sort of engage in. But well, not only that his catch Gary Coleman buffoonery. was that show. Like yeah. you watched yeah. it for him. 
he was the most interesting and funny character on there and his talent was awesome. But at the same time, it kind of got repetitive, but I think, and, and I don't know, no, no disrespect, but I almost feel like that's what white people wanted to see. Yep. They wanted to see that reflection of themselves as affluent people who had a lot, maybe not and, a silver spoon, but and a white savior stuff black people. Yes. Yeah. And you know, black people need our help. And look at this white man doing a great job taking care of these disenfranchised children and, and making sure that th their lives are better. And I did like that Different Strokes did touch on some of the serious topics. I, I always remember the episode where Gary Coleman, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but was about to like deal with a pedophile or or someone that was trying <laughs> to <laughs> mess up. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I just feel like it gets put up there as this iconic show. And when you think about the content, you don't, I don't know, there aren't that many memorable episodes. You just know that one-liner, what you talking about, Willis, that's what you remember. Yeah. And everybody on that show disappeared after that. They had drug issues and things like that, but you know, nobody yeah. became like a star and, and continued on after it. So, James, James what you got? Was, I think that was some of the difficulty about some of them older shows. Like it was something about like sitcoms where they really liked the catchphrases and Julian. So I'm just going to roll into it. Kind of took one of mine that I thought that I really liked as a kid, but ultimately I think it's overrated and that was Family Matters. Especially yeah, yeah. once it transitioned to being the Urkel show and it became yeah. about that one liner, like, how can we find a way to have him say, right. Did I do did that? I do that. Yeah. Right. And it just became like kind of the same thing with um um different strokes where it became almost like kind of like Cooney, you know what I mean? Like where it was um using a lot of stereotypes and things like that. But I think originally when the show was made, man, it had a little bit more heart. And then it kind of just became like the Urkel show. And I think that's why it goes to that overrated portion, man. And he started stepping into the chamber and becoming Stefan Urkel. And yeah. I almost feel bad for Jaleel White because, you know, he did the best he could with what he had, man. Like if any of us was in that situation, we going to run with it. Like, yeah. you know, he came into that star, uh, that, that show is a, a supporting character and then became the star. And I think that there was animosity there too and you even see it with we talking about good times before with jj it was the yeah. same thing man you've got these good actors and um james avery and what's my man from die hard and um uh, uh, family matters i almost said oh, carl oh, thomas that's not yeah. his name. no it's, it's <laughs> his, name. his name on the show was oh, carl yeah. winslow that's yeah. What yeah yeah carl <laughs> winslow but uh jonathan man look look it up <laughs> yeah, but either way, you could get these like classically trained, like real actors in there, and then out of nowhere comes the oh, yeah, young too, supporting huh? kid that, that steals away the the, the show and kind of takes Jones. away the heart. So, yeah. um, Family Matters was one of the um, overrated ones for me, and I know I probably I'm going Julian again with this because I guess we was on the same way same wavelength. But one of the things that I thought was, I think I guess it gets his props now just because of the legacy that it has, but in living color, man, like that still yeah. makes me die laughing. And in maybe because color, the run right. wasn't as long, but I felt like it was just as good or even better than Saturday Night Live. And the reason that it ended because it was disrespected, like the Wayans didn't get the love that they should have. And then they yeah. tried to go on with it without them. But man, you think about the talent that came out of there and like some of the topics that they would hit on 
and just even the controversial topics that they would have, like men on films, you know, they had yeah. Wanda. <laughs> like it's stuff that you, a lot of stuff could, they couldn't do today. Yeah, like, but handyman, even back then, it bro, was they pushing would never the limits, be able to do man. Handyman now. Handyman was hilarious. <laughs> so that, that was Reginald Julian. I'm, re- I'm really Johnson. Julian Johnson. Yep, that's what it is. Julian, Julian, I'm really impressed. You really did your research on these old shows, man. I know it was tough for you not growing (laughs) up. I don't do nothing but watch old shows. So so for me, this is... So I got I got one. Um, and I John, don't don't, I, don't, don't, don't don't play. Oh, and just for the and just for the CW, Black Lightning, underrated. That's that's not an old school <laughs> show. <laughs> All right, so so I don't I don't well then now now Dane might have just crushed mine because I don't know if it's quite at the at the age where we can call it old school. But I think um, my wife and kids is probably the most underrated show out there. In I, fact, I think it was Blackish before Blackish. Huh. Mm-hmm. I think I have that on my overrated list. Uh-oh. I, really? I think it was bait. All right. So I, I think I actually think it was, it was blackish right. before blackish. I thought it was right on par with it. Actually, I think it, it was the best thing to say. We're going to try to take what, you're not wrong. what they did good in Cosby's show and try to um, replicate it more of an age. Yep. And so, and, and, oh, and by the way, my man George went to school with me too. Shout out to my <laughs> man George. He actually grew too. He's taller than me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what was he on New York? Little G. New York undercover. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was the worst part about that show. Oh stop. Man, it. But 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 that's, John, that's he was the point. reason I didn't like that show. He's the reason I think that show is overrated. <laughs> he reminded me of the kid from um. You know, I was always messing up in power. He was oh, sort of yeah. like not as edgy, nah. but you know what I mean. Like he, he wasn't know? edgy like that. He was just stupid. No, he was just it, stupid. I couldn't. Every stand time him. I watched that show, I felt like they made a point to put a black boy looking stupid on yes. TV for white America to laugh. At. I <laughs> oh, thought that was so they terrible. Dang on the I, hated, I, I, know. Know. I hated that show. Look, look, I should have known. Look, look, I hated that. You don't think Junior act the same way on Blackish? No. Oh, stop. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. Junior has some very intelligent point, uh, Not moments. Not to that same degree. Now that, that he's got the junior, moves. junior on Blackish has some very uh, intelligent <laughs> moments. He, he, he. Even though I ain't a proponent for quote unquote woke, because a lot of people fake with that stuff. Yeah. But he has those aspects of him, his personality. He got in the Howard, had the HBCU. Yeah, he's like a nerd. Yeah, like yeah. that too. As he got, oh, he just, as he got junior, junior on my wife and kids. Was he did the just same thing. Stupid. No, no, he didn't. He, as no, he got, they no, never matured. He had a he got a girl when he had a baby. He started getting serious in life. They did the exact same track with him. But Junior's how, how character long, was to be dumb. It was right. to be funny, it was, but it's like yeah, he was yeah, stupid. He was, he was just a fool, man. The only yeah, one, but the two only points, smart though. kid in my wife and kids, the only two smart kids were the youngest kid. The little yeah. boy that played the piano and um yep. the little girl. Like those were the only two smart but kids. That's kind of what the where kids. the jokes were made it funny. But two points. One, Jonathan hit a good point, man. It, it's definitely like um my wife and wife and kids was the uh like they opened the jar a little bit and then um blackish came and he was able to twist the lid off because and it kind of like watched. paved the way for it. And then <laughs> two, if Jonathan is Captain Cynicism. Then Dane is like a major black power man because he always <laughs> comes with the conspiracy. <laughs> so hold on, before we before we throw somebody else's list out there, did y'all hear that accent slip out on James? My wife, <laughs> I know, man, My, I felt it too. Y'all, y'all sure? Watching y'all, y'all sure he? He not a vampire. He lived in different regions and adopted different <laughs> different accents. And stuff. Yo, I'm a, I watch. I only half the reason I only watched my wife and kids was because of uh, Jennifer Nicole Trash. Freeman. 
That was it. Was not Oops. trash. I need to stop. That was a good. <laughs> I know. I didn't old, say. Listen. Listen. No, I didn't say she was the only reason. But I said like, like no. The show that. overall wasn't trash. It's just the characters uh, weren't great. The show was good. It's just they made the, the premise, characters too. The, the premise was good. The premise was a a more modern Cosby show, just like. Just Black-ish. like uh, Blackish is a more yeah. modern Cosby show. Blackish is just good. Going on the only one who watches families to look realistic. Like, I know. I, no, she, no, you're not. She was I one of the characters that bothered me. Like, where you come thing. from? Right. Ooh, yeah. Those ain't your parents. Hey, but <laughs> going back to my pick, <laughs> Living Color transition into you know we got Damon Wayans doing my wife and kids. You know, oh, and Living Color created stars. Yeah, don't even forget about her. Jamie Foxx, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, David Allen Greer, David Allen Greer, Tommy Davidson, yeah, it's a, it created stars. What's yeah. that joint? Um, David Allen Greer was on as the father, like that was running this consecutive oh, uh, concurrent. That's the Carmichael show, but it wasn't. Oh, it's not oh, old school. It's I not know, old I know, school, but that would have been on my that, list though, because that absolutely, because that joint. That joint yeah. was better than Blackish when they came. They they started yeah. the same season. Yeah, first season. It was, was it was very first, first season. season of Black Black Marcos, Marcos. Man. It was well thought out too, man. Did, did y'all happen to check out his HBO documentary that he did? I did. Who I Carmichael? Did. Draw Carmichael. Yeah, yeah. yeah he went back to Winston Salem. Yeah, it was very real good. good. Hmm. Uh, he he really dealt with um, you know a lot of serious stuff that he just kind of wanted to confront with his own family. Uh, he, so he it was, was very a, good. Um, I personally will admit. Uh, I saw some stand up from him and I didn't, I I just kind of wrote. He's very on. dark. Yeah, he's real I, I dark. Did. I really sort of said I won't support anything that he does. Uh, his stand up really appeared to be like coonish to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he wasn't making fun of black people for fun. To me, he was really placating to the jokes of laughing at us. And I didn't, there's a distinction to me. And I didn't like that. And it, And just the jokes he was telling. So I honestly never watched his show. Mm. I never even gave it a chance for that reason. But in uh, in watching his documentary, I've, I definitely saw a more real, different side to him. So I think, you know, it's just one of those things, it's one of the dangers of like a first impression, right? Yeah. You, yeah. you can peg somebody wrong off one impression. And maybe I did that. I didn't give him enough room. So I will tell you this, Love. His show, just, just we. I mean, it's his show, so you know it. He's the main character. David Allen Greer cooks. Yeah. Loretta Devine plays his mother. Cooks. Mm-hmm. He introduced the world on to a big Lil stage Rail. to Tiffany Haddish. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and Little Rail. Little Rail was his that. brother. And, yeah. and funny thing is, I have seen numerous people applaud how good that show was and how well written it was. So very good yeah, and, he, and there was he, it had episodes where you was like they letting them get away with talking about yeah that yeah. Yeah. Like, man, what? Yeah. but but um but I, i'll say this too loud to that point everybody who's a good stand-up comedian don't do well on shows i.e chris yeah. rock yeah. and then everybody <laughs> who does great shows ain't necessarily, don't necessarily transfer stand up yeah. stand up you know what i'm saying like everybody can't do both Mm-hmm. And I don't. I mean, his I stand up was eh, you know what I mean. But his show was was a lot better. Back oh. to something. Back to something John said earlier. If the Carmichael show would have been on FX, that joint would still be on right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It pushed the it pushed the button too hard for for NBC. It pushed the limits. It, you mean yeah. to tell me Booty Tang didn't set the standard for? <laughs> I was about to say television. <laughs> Y'all sleeping on the Chris Rock show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, oh yeah. Put a lot of people on, man. Like, who was on? JB Smooth. Wanda um, Sykes. Wanda yeah. Sykes. Yeah. yeah. I guess, man, comedians, so I guess we I'll... just forget. that That's like a fraternal thing, man. Like, they definitely look out for, like, Adam Sandler. All them guys, like, get their troops that they yep. come up with that they're in the clubs with and try they try yeah. to put each other on, man. Yeah, yeah I've always came wondered up in the clubs together, yeah. You know, Ke Kevin Hart gets a lot of hate. Um, From and, and I've always wondered if that's the reason why is because he having sort of been on the, the, you know, sort of the mantle or the throne for a while as the top black comedian, he hasn't really done that. And I, as much as I will give him credit for bringing his boys along, the guys that he really rock with, um, I can still say none of them have reached the level yeah. of success that we, we can say other people have done for other comics. And you know, I I don't really see them in his big tent phone tent pole films either. I see yeah, them that's, in his that's shows. The thing that surprises me. Yeah. Yeah, I see him in 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 his shows and things like that that he has that are on you know like smaller scale like BET Real House Husbands and all that. Yeah. But when he do the Rock movies, movies, they're not making yeah. cameos in those with a great opportunity to make funny jokes that's gonna oh, put that. them on. And he's had opportunities. He had to join with Tiffany Haddish, to join with Ice Cube, all them joints. They could have mm -hmm. popped up in all them comedies. Yep. But yeah. I think the thing is, I think when you have that versus kind of the the old school stand up where, you know, they're putting on people that they was in the clubs with versus putting they on people in the that club you know. Him. Well, no, I'm saying, though, like putting on people that, you know, like that's like if one of us get big and we put every we put the rest of us on rather than one of us getting big and going, you know what? I got a partner of mine and he got a podcast doing this, this and this like it's the difference in putting on people you know versus actually finding other talent outside and being like, I know I know people that can do this, but here's somebody that I discovered that might just need that shot. So let me put them in this rather than putting in somebody I know. But Kev, to your point, live Kev don't even put them in. Kev don't put them in nothing big. And let me tell you something, Naeem, his boy Naeem. He, 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 the, he the biggest one and he's hilarious. I, I don't yeah. know if Naeem, is one of those guys that can do acting as well as he does stand up. That, he got that a show could very well out. be the we'll case. See. We'll but see. I've he got seen a show Eddie. Coming. I've seen Eddie and and Martin and you know Dave Chappelle put on people in his shows in a premiere place. That if it ain't hit, it ain't hit. Like yeah. Darnell Rollins doing Ashy Larry. Right. He don't have to be a great actor. He can Charlie do that Murphy, very yeah. well, and it hit. And everybody mm -hmm. knows him as Ashy Larry because he got that spotlight. Yeah. Like yep. giving Spank, Spank is hilarious as well. That's another one of Kevin Hart's boys. Like putting them in those positions just gives them the basketball for them to see what they could do with it. Right. And I just, in these big, huge movies he does, I don't see them pop up at all. So I will, Julian, to what you said, I will say there is an example of a comedian who was able to do, put people on from the perspective of being where Kevin Hart is now. And that's Richard Pryor, because Paul Mooney mm -hmm. and, and John Witherspoon yep. were his boys. Mm -hmm. And he would take them on the road with him just like they do. Yep. And then the, both of them were able to go and blow up. Yeah. And that could and be Naeem, that could be Naeem and Spank just as easily. Yeah. And man, maybe I'm just on my Wayne Brothers thing, but um, like even something as small as Chris Rock's part, now I'm gonna get you, sucker. You know what I mean? Like right. when he yeah. like oh, yeah. like exactly. that like made him. You know what yeah. I mean? It was such a it wasn't like yeah. a big part, but it was funny. You know what right. I mean? And if you mm -hmm. got people that can do funny, you kind of just give them that moment. You know what I mean? Like then and, then Eddie did it to him, did it for him and exactly um boomerang. 
Yeah, so, and then yeah. Eddie did it for Dave and they, uh, with Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor. You know Eddie, did like, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie did it for Martin. Eddie did it for Martin. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say Eddie. Yeah. Like, Eddie didn't Eddie stop for a lot. Eddie did it for everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie America. was fun. But, I'll put y'all in. Eddie, Samuel L. Eddie, Eddie I'm gonna is make the you one. Do this. Yeah. Uh, so they say that Eddie was the one that brought Keenan Ivory Wayne to the limelight too because they were together in clubs. And um, Robert Townsend. We forget about him. He did that a lot. And man, speaking of speaking of Robert Townsend, real quick, John. The way you look at my wife and kids is the way that I look at Robert Townsend's show with his family. Mm, okay. Oh, the parents. So I had that on my under. I had that on my underrated list. Yeah, I forgot. That was a good Meek shit too, man. Because we went way. Oh shit! Come back to the list, but no. Look at Law's face. I wish y'all could see Law, man. He is not with the Meek shit. John be letting me down, man. He just be disappointing me, bro. Oh man. Oh, and I'm gonna say this just because I saw the the little. The, the thumbnail for the show pop up on uh, Netflix. Um, something that one of my overrated shows was the Daggone Parkers. Bro, I don't know. I Parkers never felt like it overrated. got big enough to be the overrated. The thing is, people, people, well, people talked about it because, well, first of all, it never should have got a, it. She never should have got a spinoff. Like I think they did that because. Monique was her mother, and Monique was so good at casting as at being cast as the old girl's mother in Moesha that they created a show so that Monique could have her shine, but old girl just ruined it. Yeah, that show was terrible. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, nah, I think it's the other way around. I think Candace Parker was so good and had such a big following that they thought Candace she Parker? could have her own show. Candace Parker? Count, Countess Vaughn? Countess Vaughn, sorry. And, um, <laughs> he said Candace Parker. I was like, yo, yeah. if Candace Parker had a show, I'd definitely no, I'm a watch hooper. it. I'm a hooper. So. <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely and, watch whatever uh, Candace got. And I think Monique's talent came to the surface and kind of created another opportunity for her to have a stage and a platform, especially because she also was a very well-known comic. Um, well, well-known might be the wrong word, but she was in the comedy circles doing her mm. thing. I think she was an up and comer at that time. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Getting she was hot. on a comedy show doing improv that I might have been. I don't think it was Uptown Saturday um, no, Uptown Comedy on, Club. She was on Snaps it, on HBO. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 She was definitely an up and comer. She was hot at the time. So, I mean, it made sense, but the show just did not work Trash. at all. And I don't, I don't know if I could plug that, but Uptown. Comedy Club was definitely like Tracy underrated. Morgan, man. That's the yeah, first man. time I seen Tracy. And Flex. <laughs> about to say Uptown Flex, like, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, man, I, I guess that's that's part of it, man. I don't know why Kevin hasn't done it yet, but maybe he will start putting people on, man. Because even like our man, shout out to our, our, our Jewish brothers, but like look at Adam Sandler. Like yeah, think about, um, God, man, what's his name that had Deuce Bigelow? Like he literally that you can do it. And that man, uh, he gives oh, yeah. Yeah. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Yeah. If you put his folks on group, with that stuff, if you look you know, at his supporting actors, he used the same four dudes yep. in every movie. <laughs> Rob like, Schneider's in every one of his movies. Y'all, yeah. well, not even Rob Schneider, because Rob Schneider's got his own stuff. I'm talking about he got yeah, a crew of dudes that don't do nothing but his yeah. movie. Yeah. He's like, y'all really can't blow up, but you gonna work because you. And yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but they had their own movie too. Like he gave him a shot. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And like, I feel like. Kevin could definitely do that. At least give them little supporting parts where they have a little funny moment, even if it's in Ride Along 2 or 3 or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They could be in it. Yeah. But. And I've seen them do stand-up. I went to uh, to Be More and watched the Plastic Cup Boys when they came to town. They were pretty, They were all pretty funny. So yeah. Maybe he's just waiting for that right 
um, project to put him on and you know what I mean? Or something that he knows that they can actually shine. Um, but we'll see. So, so I, I, I'll say this, this is my observation. I think the difference in some ways to me is that unlike those other comics who got full fledged stardom in their movies, Kevin Hart kind of was paired with other stars in his big films. Right, so we yeah. talk about the rock. Yeah. Um, What's the more serious one he just did? The um, Ooh, Brian Cranston. Yeah. Uh, so it was like him sort of sharing this story and stage with someone else, and him not really necessarily having this film given to him with all this creative ability to put in people for these different roles and all that. The thing about Kevin is he does rely heavily on a great writing team, who also some of these comics are a part of. True. And yeah, so maybe they get paid. Maybe they're okay with that. Maybe they like the writing and stuff. I just suspect some of them would love to get that opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To be in these bigger films. And I think Kevin is moving into production with Heart Productions and all of that, or Heartbeat Production. Heartbeat, yeah. Maybe in the future there will be a project that could be like his "I'm Gonna Get You Sucker," where he could just put all this comedy in there and give them that platform. I just feel like it should have happened by now. Because if nothing else, he could afford to do it himself. He could finance and, it himself. And, and Heartbeat Productions has a couple of movies already, so I agree. Mm-hmm. He definitely yeah. could have done it by now. Yeah, we'll see, man. If you can write these shows and episodes for yourself, you can write a movie. Right. Dolomite yeah. did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you're right, huh? <laughs> you did. <laughs> there was one other one I thought was underrated, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I didn't have it in my notes. They ain't had a good one, man. I um, forgot all about um, Parent Trap. Yeah, we didn't Parenthood. Oh, parenthood. <laughs> yeah, parent, parent Trap. No, Parenthood. Uh, <laughs> we didn't derail this job, man. Let's go ahead and keep did. it moving. We did. So uh, let's jump into the BCU review. Mando, season two, episode three. First of all, who watched it? Who yeah, I got a chance. That's all. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I think I'd be able to, but. You know, somehow I found time in the yeah, schedule. That's because you, you stopped time. <laughs> now, now, this was historically the quickest review. That yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah. It ain't been out for 24 hours yet. <laughs> man, what y'all uh, think, man? I, I liked it. You know, um, one of the thing, and and um, I like how it continued. Like it didn't just. I thought we was gonna get the next episode, and Frog Lady was just gonna be dropped yeah. off. Yeah. But it continued like yeah. she was still in the in the um plane. What's what's this what's this um craft called, man? I should get it so we can do uh best uh I, I, um, I don't know yeah. what it's called. I don't know what it's <laughs> called, but it, it looks just like the firefly. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> and this man, we brought it up before. It's so much like the uh firefly. But one of the best things about this episode that I thought is it kind of got into some of that mythology a little bit with the Mandalorians, like. I thought it was interesting that he met up with other mm-hmm. Mandalorians that were yeah. from basically a different sect. And they kind of alluded to the fact that he is, is part of like a religious cult, like the, yeah. the segment of the Mandos that he's with never there's take a, off their helmet. And they kind of look at him like religious zealots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I did have to laugh when the, I called him the Boba Fett Etz when the late, when the ladies came in and like, I was like, Oh, we got oh, the yeah. girl Boba's Mandalorians coming <laughs> the in. Boba Fett's. The girl Boba Fett's. <laughs> Man, 
they do a good job with cameos too. Like this is, you know, it's random ones, but you know, for me, I don't know if y'all watched um, Battlestar Galactica, but um, Starbuck from Battlestar nobody, Galactica. Nobody was, has uh, enough time to watch all your stuff. <laughs> man, Battlestar was dope, <laughs> man. Battlestar was the chick. Who was this cameo person? Who was that? Um, she was the girl that played um, Bo-Katan. She was the main Boba oh, okay. Fett girl. Um, I which, just, dang, just call her, call her a Mandalorian so girl, man. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, Dane probably knows more. Apparently, there's like some backstory with um, Bo-Katan, and like I guess she in the the books or something, or or maybe in some of the other Boba Fett lore is like a a big time like cameo. Like I think that was like a big deal for the nerds. Oh yeah, I had no idea. I, I did. I was aware that. Um, the Mandalorian people had sort of split off into two different sects. So um, I knew that they had oh, a division within sick. there. No, I, I said S E C T S. That was a Rob joke. It was. It was. And I timed it perfectly. It landed. But I knew that they had broken up into two different divisions just from me being bored one day and looking at a YouTube video that explained it. But I couldn't tell you about the different people that of importance within those two tribes of Mandalorians. Yeah, from what I remember, I think that she ultimately is like a queen or something like she becomes like a big deal when um um in the the original so i think that people are like excited to see her or well, seeing her pop up but i could like, tell she, she was a ruler by the episode it made me feel said. like he just yeah it made me feel like that she was going to be his final adversary at the end of the show yeah. so i i got a captain cynicism moment because i mean i gotta do it because it ain't really not nothing to hold to say Man, yeah, the, the, shoot, the shootout scene. I just didn't like how he got them out of that squeeze. Like they so they so thorough at what they do. It just seemed convenient that or inconvenient that nobody could figure out a way to 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 prevent what they you know to stop. It. I'm trying not to spoil it completely for for Lob, but um, but the way he went about doing it and then getting all you know shot up, it was just like <laughs> yeah, like none <laughs> of that you know like that's this is it. And he's yeah, the only I, one that had those devices. He could just throw them from where he was. Like, yeah, he I think the same thing. Like, why did he have to run in the middle? So, or why so couldn't the they all like, charge? To me, hold on. Whole, my, let me make my point first. My point <laughs> is, my point is, for as much money they've got backing this and production wise. You couldn't have thought, thought about a cooler way of 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 making yeah. that other than what he did. Like it wasn't nothing yeah. cooler. You couldn't have thrown like a scorpion, get over here and grab somebody or hit a button. <laughs> you know, just like yeah. you could have just you could have done something different. That's all. I, I think. I, I mean, think that, I, if we being honest, the whole whole time they were going through that scene where they were journeying through the ship, I was like, why do they need him? Yeah, I was thinking that exactly. too. Because like, they were at they one needed point, him so bad, there, but yeah, and he looked left behind. Going. He looked left behind and lost too. Was, That's the whole yeah. point. Like it just. Yeah. But uh, I think the whole I, I think the whole point of that that part was because they didn't want to use the little gauntlet joints again. Like I feel like I think they. You know what I'm talking about? The little gauntlet arrow that he had? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They didn't want to use them again. They used them like six times already. Make them join some main weapon. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of different things they could have done to handle that situation way cooler. Like, he could have jumped out there and matrixed the damn lasers. I'd have been good with that, but it just... It was like, ah, right. throw these I think this, here. It's like, it's, it's, I think they wanted to this make was it more the, realistic. Though. This was the first right. time that he just didn't come across as straight up cold. Right. Like, was, every other episode, like, he get pinned up and it's like, nah, he a Mandalorian. He gonna be able to handle this. Mm -hmm. This episode, there was two different occasions where it was like, oh, he, he really ain't. Yeah. 
Like if, yeah, not, if not for them, he yeah, was yeah. getting ready to die essentially. Yeah. That, hey, right. But is his sense. armor better than theirs? Because like yes. why didn't they all? Okay, yeah. so he was. That's just why like, everybody's been trying to get it. Everybody's been take trying the to bullets. get his armor. Like yeah, because yeah, remember in, in season one, um, he had a different armor, and then once he made all that money from getting the kids, yeah, that it melted into armor. Yeah, he upgraded all of his armor into that yeah. that shiny metal oh. stuff. What's it also, called? did y'all notice that uh I don't know if y'all watch wrestling, but Sasha Banks was the other girl. She ain't say a whole lot, but no, but they uh, kept showing her. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You watch, you watch wrestling, wrestling too? Nah, nah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> it's only for so much time Yo, in the day, unless I jump in the gotta have everybody you else. Gotta, you gotta have like five DVRs over there, bro. <laughs> did y'all pick did y'all peep that? Like, um, yeah. you know, they got these random cameos. Like nah, I didn't know who she was. Well, Sasha Banks in this. Yeah, but that's why they hey, you know what I thought was cold too? What's up? They ain't focusing on the empire as much, but I thought it was dope how um, yeah, the I guy like from Bosch, yeah. like when he got the word from like that, um, yeah. Moff Gideon, like he was oh, like, oh, yeah. you know what to do. He was like, all right, all bet. The empire. Yep. let's get it. <laughs> all of the empire. He blasted and, the dudes. It was like, here we go. <laughs> and y'all, y'all were aware of what exactly they're looking for. The, yeah, the other yeah. the other Mandalorians, what they you know they call reference to what they're trying to get from the Empire. Y'all know what they're talking about, right? That's the saber uh, that he uh, has, saber? right? The saber he had at the end of season yeah, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah okay. Yeah, he had a dark saber. Yeah. 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 A, they, I mean, they 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 trying to. They, so we know he's coming back soon. They're yeah. trying to you know yeah. make some of the dots connect. I, yeah. I appreciated the episode for making some of the dots connect and sort of foreshadow where we going yeah. moving forward. So it's not always going to feel so open-ended like oh it's just an anthology type one adventure yeah. after another oh. that don't add up so Ch- child of the watch is what they were saying that um yeah boba fett was yes. and it yes. says basically yes. that uh bo-katan's sister um satan or satine was once the ruler of mandalore and she also was like obi-wan kenobi's true love so i guess that's where where the tie-in is and that's why she's trying to get back um control a mandalore so so james is even reading while we doing the show jesus <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> a quick look up man because i know i saw something man <laughs> Bruh. yo lot oh bryce dallas howard directed too i know that um I, i'm trying to keep an eye out because they're doing like um favreau writes them all and produces them yeah but they change they up, switch the up the director yeah yeah but he i saw like five that, or six uh, yeah so maybe that's why it didn't go as well for Jonathan, man. Maybe that was one of her directorial uh, decisions. Instead of doing the action, she was like, "Man, we're just gonna use his super well, armor." Go, well, then go ahead and take her shots. If, if that's the well, case, then he should do that all the time. It was just that simple, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what I'm like. Make right. it make sense. Come on, man. Don't introduce yeah. something just for. Something yeah, for but me. I'm I'm with Dane, and I don't know if that was intentional because I feel like these characters are going to pop back up, and we kind of seen saw some um, like vulnerability with the Mandalorian this time because usually he comes off even when he's taking an L he's getting his shots in this kind of one he seemed like a fish out of water like he didn't seem like he was cool and controlling the situation he kind of seemed like he was in some bad spots even when they trapped him the first time and they had yeah. to come in and save him the Boba who, Fett Etts who yeah, I think, I, you know you already know that's why I wish Loth would have watched it because he you would all I mean it, did, it yeah. didn't feel forced who directed it? all makes sense now. It all makes sense now. Women save him. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. He gonna watch it. And apparently, and apparently, apparently under his armor, he must be uh, one of the aliens from Signs because water is his weakness. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what I was going to say, too. Do oh, you think yeah. that them making that allusion to him being like a zealot and having the helmet off is going to open up the door? Because I know that Laf was mentioning, like, we don't even know if, um, you know, that's actor. technically the actor in the suit. Like, is he going to start taking his helmet off more? I think eventually. I think, it's, I, they, I think it's going to have to be like a religious conversion, though. Yeah, it's going to be something it, like It's that. not going to be quick. Yeah. It's going to be some kind of like low-key, like ceremonial type. Like, that's what you I was can thinking. only and take it, it off might. after X, Y, Z. Yeah, or and he's going to find fault with the original, what he thinks is mm-hmm. the true way. He's going to find it. He was taught wrong. Which, gonna, which is probably going to be helmet off at the end of the season or something. Yeah, which is probably gonna be Boba Fett. Boba Fett is the is probably from the same tribe that he's from, and they probably gonna have it out, and he gonna think, nah, I should be with the other tribe, or vice right. versa, or vice yeah. versa. Him and Boba Fett yeah. will fight them. Mm-hmm. But that helmet's I'm, I'm coming like off, that man. Change. He's going oh, to start yeah. getting some screen time. He's like, man, I'm yeah. tired of being in this suit. I'm like, I ain't getting no <laughs> it's hot in his helmet. I, I can't breathe. No endorsements. Man, yeah. I feel like we ain't seen him since Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> right. Yo, so <clears throat> any other any last minute? I swear that was a chair if y'all heard it. I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. I'm moving the chair and the chair made noise. <laughs> uh, man, you definitely have like uh picked up the mantle for baby right. Batman. Hey, <laughs> we, we need to we need to do a, a, a one-off episode with just them two. <laughs> nah, what it is, Rob's condition is contagious. He caught it. Yeah. Well, John catching it too, man. Well, I'm no, John can vouch. I'm like John this that. normally. Y'all get the tame. Y'all get the tame version of me. Like man. I don't. I don't. I only give y'all like twenty five percent. I think I would listen to that, man. We gotta come up with a name for it though, like ADD Radio. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Because no, uh, it's, it's no gonna be no form of form uh, no format to that thing, man. It's just gonna be talking and yeah. random conversations. How we gonna we know what have, look, about? Just have John in there throwing out topics and let them talk about. It. <laughs> like, a like a freestyle battle. <laughs> 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 like a freestyle battle. Like a freestyle battle. Like a freestyle battle. I'm mad that actually might be a really entertaining show. <laughs> uh, it might be. It might be. You might not laugh at it, but the rest of us will. I guarantee oh. that. <laughs> Yo, so with Rob being in the Phantom Zone and everybody else here, this has been another episode of the Black Cinematic Universe podcast. Make sure you check us out on all streaming platforms. If you're on Apple Podcast or a Google Podcast, make sure you like us, make sure you subscribe, make sure you rate us and leave a review so everybody else can see us. Also, check out our IG page and now we have a Twitter We out here, yo. Y'all have a safe flight home. We love y'all. Peace. 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 Later.